On this week's Jeep Talk Show, Josh bailed on us, so we were forced to bring Cody back. And we'll listen to a voicemail about a fellow Jeeper that had to abandon his Jeep in the water. We listen to Tammy's story about trying to light up her Wrangler with some new LEDs. Cody and I do everything we can to scare her out of it. And some new Jeep owners should be afraid of hackers. Nikki G calls in and gives us his plan for surviving in the woods by eating parts of his Jeep. And another caller wants some advice on what Jeep would be best to replace his minivan on episode 241 of the Jeep Talk Show. Listening to a 4x4, 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Are you ready? It's the G Talk Show. With Tammy on Wrangler. Tony and Josh on Cherokee. Not Josh. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. First week in G. Hey guys, Josh isn't here. It's Cody. I'm going to fill in for him. So this week in Jeep is probably not going to be as good, but deal with it. <laughs> uh, there's been spy photos released of the redesigned 2018 Jeep Wrangler and Jeep brand head Mike Manley has noted, noted that the importance of keeping the classic Wrangler shape and while improving aerodynamics for better fuel economy. But spy photos also j- suggest a longer front end. Although the grill, tailgate, layout, and overall shape are unlikely to deviate from the venerable Wrangler profile. Jeep hackers are at it again. Roughly 30 vehicles were stolen in the Houston area over the last six months. According to Autoblog, the hacker jackers have been using a laptop to break into the Jeep software system, allowing them to start the vehicle. Sources say the thieves are either using OBD2 or USB to tap into the Uconnect infotainment system. And if you guys remember that the infotainment system was the reasonable uh, responsible for allowing the Jeep Cherokee to be taken over on a highway uh, at speeds and controlled by hackers remotely. Promises of software patches came out and the somehow required to owners were required to visit the dealer to be installed uh, to get them installed. Uh, this reporter believes that the hackers could have patched it remotely at the highway speeds. Now that we would have some time uh, now that would save some time doing the, the patch. So again, that wasn't Josh, so that's why it wasn't as good. But big thanks to all of you that continue to help out by submitting stories to This Week in Jeep. If you've got something you think we should report on or you have a response to any of the stories, make sure you let us know by sending an email to info at jeeptalkshow.com. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, so, I thought it was just great. Yeah, don't, uh, don't apologize so much. Act like it was perfect and uh, you'd be surprised <laughs> how many people think it was. Um, so yeah, uh, as I was saying in the pre-show, uh, big, uh, big, uh, uh, prayers and shout out to, to Josh. He's, uh, dealing with a, uh, a sick family member, uh, tonight. And, uh, whenever uh, he found out he wasn't going to be able to be able to be on the show tonight, I told him family first. And I think that's what, uh, what we all think. Um, the boss may not uh, agree with that, but that's the way it should be. Uh, if you're working for somebody that doesn't think that way, you're probably ro- working for the wrong person. Don't uh, don't quit based on what I'm telling you, but I don't know. Maybe you want to look for another job. <laughs> Let them appreciate the next person more than what they appreciated you. Um, okay, so uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. That infotainment system uh, is just causing more and more problems. I mean, uh, just and it's and it's been more than just that. They had uh, software issues with that nine-speed transmission in both the Cherokee and the Renegade. It seems like the uh, the development guys over there might be doing too much Mountain Dew and not enough QA testing. Yeah, I heard that uh, actually uh, when the transmission would shift gears, it would also change tracks on the CD player. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Don't 
So I don't know. Maybe that uh, maybe that thing is a central brain and it's having a problem. Uh, well, anyway, what's she gonna do? What's up, guys? I'm Kobe. And I'm Jason. From Morgan Trail Off Road. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show. You're listening to Jeep Talk Show, the number one Jeep podcast. At my mom's house. Jeep is off-road. Jeep is about the journey. Jeep has a great story, a story that I want to tell. I'm a voiceover talent, and I'm going off-road with a grassroots marketing campaign to voice for Jeep. Want to join me on the ride? I could sure use the company. Please tag Jeep. Post a link to kb4jeep.com. Add a message and use the hashtag MyJeepStory. Thanks, Jeep Talk Show, and your listeners for your support along this crazy journey. See you on the social media trail. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. Hey, hey guys, the Jeep Talk Show is a proud member of the 4x4 Radio Network. Just visit 4x4radionetwork.com and learn more about the 4x4 podcast, the Center Steer podcast, and the... Supremely awesome, <laughs> even though there hasn't been any episodes released in about a uh-huh. month. Trail Chasers podcast. Have you have you Some, heard about Trail Chasers podcast? <laughs> yeah, have you heard about the trail? So there's uh, just a quick plug. Got got one in the can. Got another one scheduled. I'll have some more out soon. Uh, you know, if if you don't say, they they won't know where you recorded it. So it doesn't matter if it's the can. You know, wherever the wherever the acoustic qualities are the best. Just don't flush. <laughs> yeah, my voice sounds awesome in there. <laughs> Don't put your head all the way in the bowl. <laughs> shut up and listen. Shut up. So shut up. You don't shut up. Shut up, Shane. Hey. Shut up and listen. It's time for Wrangler talk. It's time for G-Mama. So one of the complaints that I've heard about the Jeep Wranglers are their headlights. The fact that the OEM headlights are just not bright and driving at night can be very difficult. Well, Oxbeam decided to send me a set of LED headlights to test out. So Oxbeam LED headlights, 7-inch, 60-watt, round, high, low-beam LED headlights with atmosphere function. And they're for the Jeep Wrangler. So it took me a couple of weeks to finally find the time in my busy mom's schedule to install the LED headlights. Plus, I needed to wait for it to cool down a little bit because it's been so hot here. And working outside just was unbearable. So first I hit the internet to find out how to remove my front grill on my Jeep Wrangler. And that's pretty simple. I actually made an install video and you can find the link on my blog post from August 9th and www.jeepmama.com. So once, or you can go to my YouTube channel. Um, so once the grill was removed, I disconnected the OEM headlights and it came time to hook up my new headlights. I was having a real hard time trying to get the new headlights to fit. I was way overthinking it and was making the install way more difficult than it was. So I sent an email to the company and told them that they didn't fit. So they kindly sent me a new steel housing unit, which actually I have right here. Um, So it's this big thing and I was looking at it like, what in the world do I do with this contraption? And... I was like, this is going to be way more difficult than it needs to be. It shouldn't be this difficult. So I decided to re-look at the lights again. Um, My problem was I was trying to slide the lights into the housing unit, 
and they didn't really need to slide. I just needed to set them in there and I just had to match up some notches. So yeah, I was making it more difficult than it needed to be. Now, it's a very simple, easy install if you don't overthink it, which is what I did. And I think for me, because all this modification stuff is so new and mechanical stuff and doing modifications seem difficult, they're really not. I just really need to stop overthinking things. For me in the past, I would just put gas in my car, turn the key and go. I never really got into the mechanics of the vehicles. So it's overwhelming to me and it doesn't need to be. So I am the biggest obstacle when it comes to some of my modifications. So just like the extra little plug that came with the lights, there's another plug. If you go on my blog, you can see um, that's attached to the lights and that was for the atmosphere function. I really didn't understand what that was all about and I'm still not sure I truly get it, but it sounds like it just allows my lights to turn blue. I was hoping maybe they could be purple, but um, anyway, <laughs> not, sure, <laughs> not sure why someone would want to have the blue lights. I guess it's kind of like the halo lights. I'm still not sure what that means. So that's something else I'm going to look into, and maybe we'll talk about it in a later episode of the Jeep Talk Show. Um, but right now, I think I'm still going to need to take them apart again because I'm going to have to spray paint that chrome ring. It's a ring just like this you see in the picture, except it's the OEM ring that comes with the Jeep Wrangler. And the one that I have on my Jeep is um, the silver chrome color. Um, and it kind of looks kind of silly right now. So I'm going to take that apart and I'm going to spray paint it. Um, I'm going to spray paint it black. Oh, some people, God. I know, some people <laughs> say um, that I should paint it purple, but there's a thing called too much purple. Yeah, Tony and really? Cody, I know you can't believe I said that. There's but. no such thing as too much red, so no. I just can't wrap my head around that. Um, also, in my video that I posted on my blog and on YouTube, I talk about adjusting my headlights and what it was was loosening and tightening these screws that are in this um, this ring. Apparently, someone said that's not really how you adjust the headlights in the JKU. So I went and searched online a little bit. And I'm going to share with you next week what I found out. In the meantime, if you guys have any comments, tips, or insights on adjusting your JKU headlights, I'd love to hear from you. Just email me at info at jeeptalkshow.com and use the subject line Wrangler Talk. Wow, that's super interesting. I, I would is. have thought that those screws, just like every other headlight in the world, on the top and the bottom was what, how you adjusted your, your uh, lights up and down. That's not the case? No, apparently there's... I mean, this is what I thought you would adjust it with these screws here, and it would like move the headlight. But apparently in the housing unit... You're not going to answer the teaser, are, are you? No, yeah, I was okay. Say, don't give it away. Don't <laughs> no. give it away. But I'm just, I'm just really surprised. Um, and that little tool that I, I think I talked about last week, that little free Torx screwdriver tool mm -hmm. set that I got from Jeep has something to do with it. Ah, okay. Yep, yep, yep. I bet you it does. Well, any any of you that have uh, adjusted a headlight knows what Tammy Tammy's talking about, but we're not going to give it away. Uh, I'll just tell you, Tammy, uh, you will get some adjustment out of uh, adjusting that ring, whether it's a, a rectangle ring like on the YJs and the Cherokee uh, or the uh, 
uh, the round ring on the TJs and stuff. It just doesn't give you as much. Right. Uh, well, and I saw the, the headlight. Screws. Yeah. When you, when you like, if you would tighten the bottom one, you, you could see it moving. Yeah. You know, just a little bit. Yeah. So, and I actually haven't driven at night yet with my Jeep to, to see how, I mean, I turned them on at night and stuff and it's amazing the difference. So, uh, um, did, you didn't, uh, you didn't replace the, the wiring harness, right? You're using the stock uh, wiring harness? Mm-hmm. Did, was there anything in there about uh, uh, recommending or requiring a harness upgrade in the instructions? There were no instructions. Do me a favor. Contact the manufacturer and ask them before you start driving at night because I really don't want you to come here and on the show and start and have your uh, Wrangler segment be how my Wrangler went up in flames. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I got the headlights and they were, they had a wire to it. And then there was another conversion plug mm-hmm. that went from my headlight to the stock. Um, harness. Is that what it's called? Yeah, the stock harness. harness. The connector. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then did it go straight to the battery? Were you connecting anything to the battery or just just an adapter? Nothing to the battery. Yeah. So uh, uh, So when I unplugged the stock headlights, there's a plug sitting in the housing. And then I plugged in the the conversion plug. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I plugged in the other end of the conversion plug to the, um, yeah, it was the new just, LED headlights. It was just an adapter, a, a, probably a way. If the plug was different, it, it adapts yeah. the plug. Yeah. If the plug's not different, it rewires it for you. You could have done the same thing with, uh, with the original uh, jack if it fits the, the, the other thing. Anyway, it's just a way of easily allowing you to can do the wiring to the, to the, uh, to the, the headlight itself. Uh, the, are these LED? Yes. Okay. Well, this probably you probably don't have to worry about a wiring harness. The incandescents draw more current through the wires. And uh, you know how a fuse works, right? Not really. A fuse is a little piece of wire inside a glass, kind of like a, a right. like a light bulb. Right. Uh, but I don't think there's a vacuum in there. A light bulbs always have a vacuum so that the, the, the piece of wire that glows bright doesn't uh, burn out really quick. At any rate, the fuse, that what it's meant to do is that little piece of wire will only allow so much current to flow through it. And if more current than, you know, 15 amps, 5 amps, whatever it's rated for, flows through it, that little wire burns in half. So it stops the flow of electricity. Mm-hmm. Okay, the wiring in your Jeep will act as a fuse. <laughs> yeah. The wiring itself will only pass so much current before the resistance of the wire will go really, really high and that line, that piece of wire, will start getting very, very hot. It will glow orange. It will glow bright, bright uh, yellow, and it will melt the insulation and anything around it, and it can cause a fire. So okay. that's the reason why I was telling you about did you change the wiring harness because the the headlight wiring harness uh, for incandescent lights that are that are more that are brighter than the ones that came with the Jeep. They use larger wire, larger diameter wire, which allows more current to pass through and not cause that fuse effect that I was just describing. So incandescent lights are different than LEDs then, right? Right. Incandescents use uh, a lot more power because not only do they generate light, they also generate heat. Because you can put your hand in front of an incandescent light and really feel the heat coming off of it. LEDs don't, more of their uh, 
uh, when you say the electricity do you mean goes like their the voltage light. is that what you're talking about the voltage no i'm talking about the current oh. there's Where voltage would I find information about the current there's voltage and current and the combination of those two things is wattage so yeah so current you'll hear the term amps amps is the measure right. of current mm -hmm. so voltage it's always going to be 12 volt because that's what your Jeep runs on. Your battery's right. 12 volt, everything in there's gonna be 12 volt. But the amount of amp draw that's required from that voltage can change based on the component. So to Tony's, to Tony's point, if your original lights pulled as a round number two amps and this thing pulls 10 amps, it's significantly more uh, uh, amperage being pulled through that wire that, that the wire may not be rated for. But question Tammy, does your JKU, are these daytime running lights? Do they, are they on during the day? I can't remember if the Jeep does that. Yes, they do. So you've been, even though you haven't run with them at night, they've been running basically since you, since you put them in. Right. Yeah. I would check yep. with them. I would check with the company, but I'm sure you're fine. LEDs don't pull near the current. Well, it says working on the, the specs. It says working voltage DC 936V fit 12 volt, 24 volt vehicle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, LEDs have a range, an operating range. Yeah, that, that's the only, it doesn't say anything about amps or anything in here. What watts? It's a 60 watt. Okay, so you can actually find out what the amps is by using Ohm's law. And uh, you can actually run, uh, use Ohm's law to calculate how many amps 60 watts at 12 volts or 13.8 volts would be. And then you'd find that's, out exactly how much current uh, that, is that's that going to Is that math? Show. It is yeah, math. It, but it's it's fairly simple math, and it's Ohm's law, O H M law, and it's okay. you'll you'll look it up, you'll figure it out. It's very okay. it's very simple. It's a very simple uh, uh, formula. It's just, okay. it's just multiplying and dividing, uh, depending on which way you want to go. And I never remember it. There's there's Ohm's law, and this is for all you guys out there that are you know going, oh my god, I didn't know about this or uh, relays or any of this stuff. Uh, there's Ohm's law calculators on the internet, people. You just plug in the numbers and press the but button. You don't have to do the work yourself. No, yeah. Yeah. it's not even like a calculator where you have to punch in a bunch of numbers and make sure you get them in the right order. You just say volts, and the monkey types in the number, <laughs> the watts. Monkey types in the number. Monkey presses the button, gets a little banana pill, and the answer. So it's really simple, and it's great for you people that are doing uh, LED uh, aftermarket lights. Uh, like the the light bars, especially whenever you put fifty thousand billion of them on your your Jeep, like what I've done, uh, mm -hmm. you want to make sure you don't exceed the uh, the amperage of your alternator. Uh, so, keep and uh, just a real quick ohmslawcalculator.com at twelve volts with uh, sixty watts, it shows a current of five amps. Yep, which is 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 reasonable. Yeah, and we don't have the the stock stuff, but I would I would venture to uh, venture a guess that I the stock headlights are probably closer to nine or ten. Just guessing. You guys look it up for yourself. Yeah, but I, I think Tony's point is that anytime you're adding, whether it be lights or a winch or any aftermarket electrical accessory, you have to. It's really easy to run a zip screw <laughs> into the fuse block and power it, but you have to consider what kind of power you're pulling. Um, and what's that going to do to your existing existing wiring? And do you need to upsize? Uh, for example, compressors. A lot of compressors mm. come with those alligator clips, and you can clip them on the battery, and that's fine. But when people hardwire in, hardwire them in, they'll they'll run, you know, a fourteen gauge wire to the battery, and if that compressor runs for more than a few minutes, that fourteen gauge wire could get really really hot. You might have to be running something much larger than that. So. 
just consider consider all those factors when you're installing anything electrical in your vehicle. I mean, I don't want to turn this into the electrical show, but you guys need to keep in mind too, whenever you're buying a extension cord for the garage, what you're going to be plugging in into the other end of that thing. Because if you're going to, if you're plugging in something that is a high current draw item and you're using your typical $20, 6,000 foot uh, extension cord, you know, one of those orange things, they use cheap, small wire in that thing. And it will literally, the wire in cell, inside will get hot depending on what it is that you've got at the end of that thing. The longer the wire, the more resistance that you're going to have, the less current uh, you're going to be able to pull through it and the hotter it's going to get. So they make uh, more expensive extension cords that are shorter uh, and they're rated for, for various wattage or various current. This depends on how it's labeled. So uh, it's, it's good to look at the box. It's, it's good to keep the box. Uh, or you can always look up the look up the information online of the, the angle grinder or the Sawzall or whatever it is that you bought so you can see how many watts that takes so you can get the proper cabling to connect to it. And you can't just buy a 100 feet uh, extension cable and, it, and expect it to work because they will get hot and they will melt. And, and I want to I I say this too. I, I, I mentioned the extreme as far as your Jeep bursting into flames. Chances are... Yeah, knock on wood. Yeah, chances are you're just going to smell this funny electrical smell and go, what's that? Uh. <laughs> and pull over and look and there's going to be this melted wire that just looks like hell. And you yeah. go, well, I got lucky that time. So, uh, but there is the possibility that you. Where would this melted wire be? Whichever one it was that got really hot. In, in yeah, your, the we- weakest link, basically. In, in your case, I mean, it would be the wiring, uh, the headlight wiring. And the harness. headlights. Okay. Yeah. And 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 you literally that that wire gets so hot it can burn into other wires, causing more issues. And by now, Tammy, how long have you had these lights in? Um, when did I do this? This past weekend. So. By now, you would probably, if you've run it for more than an hour, you would probably oh, okay. know. And, and like I was saying, LEDs don't pull as much. Uh, but uh, just to be safe, check with the manufacturer and make sure that you're, uh, you're doing okay. Or you can and look it, up the OEM, uh, how many watts the, uh, well, we yeah, know, that's don't what we? I was going to do. The OEM are 55 watts. So they're 55 watts at, uh, at 12 volts. I bet you they're, uh, the, you said these were 60 watts, Tammy? Yep. I don't think they're pulling 60 watts. I think that that's probably giving you an idea. A lot of people will associate the, the brightness of a light with the wattage. Like, you know, you buy a light bulb for your house when the old incandescence, it's a 100-watt bulb. That 100 watts is just how much power is being drawn. It, it drawn. It's not how much, uh, how much light's being generated. That's lumens. Uh, and, so, and don't LED lights have a um, what they what they call the uh, wattage equivalency? Like it's not actually thinking. pulling. It's not actually pulling sixty five watts or sixty watts. It's basically saying it's equivalent to a older sixty five watt light, but yes. it may only be pulling half of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that it, uh, uh, they've people have made this association with wattage and brightness, and there is no association. They're just trying to put it. They're trying to dumb it down so people will understand it. So I, I think that's what you're seeing there, Tammy, when you see the 60 watts. Is it? It's 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 kind of. It, and I'm just guessing because you're reading it. Uh, yeah, it says single LED, and it also says single LED power five watt or five W. Mm-hmm. That's five. And watts. there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's twelve little LED bulbs in the headlight, and when you're just running the regular lights, only six of them are are on when you do the high beam 
that's when all of them are on. Okay. Yeah, it's, that's similar to the one I have. Um, so is it extremely bright or is it uh, about what you had just a little brighter? Um, I mean, I think it's a lot brighter. So uh, I mean, it's more spread out. Uh, yeah, the LEDs have a tendency to do that. Uh, right. and, and as I cautioned you uh, on, uh, uh, I think it was pre-show of uh, the Jeep Talk call-in show, um, check and see if it says DOT approved. If it doesn't say DOT approved, yeah, I keep forgetting to go look. You, yeah. you may have an issue with uh, the police, especially if they're extremely bright. They're, right. They're going to pull you over and say, well, there, little lady. I'm sorry, that's Texas. I don't know how they sound <laughs> in Maryland. Uh, but uh, so <laughs> they may be uh, uh, talking Yo, to bitch. you. <laughs> wow. No, they don't. I'm wow. just kidding. I'm no, kidding. And, and, and I, think, I think the best thing for you to do, Tammy, is to uh, uh, go at night, go turn on the high beams, open up the hood, and stick your nose in the engine compartment and just wait oh, yeah. to see if you'll know if you let the smoke out. You'll smell okay. it. <laughs> just be careful of your hair and the, the belts <laughs> and the things. Uh, I see a lawsuit there, Cody. Fringed hair, don't uh, care. Uh huh. Really? Jeep hair don't care. Alrighty. Hey, Vars. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy from the Roadhouse. You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? We'd like to know. Give us a call at 530-675-4102 and let us know, especially if you're uh, if you're listening in the bubble bath. I want to know what kind of bubble bath you used. I, I used to use Mr. Bubble. Mr. Bubble was fun. I liked Mr. Bubble. Felt kind of all, you know, clean in a good way. <laughs> all right, well, let's get over to our reviews. So we have a special iTunes review tonight. You remember, you may remember this recent and first three-star review. Tired of Tony by Juan P. M. Oh, oh, there's no question mark there. That was an exclamation mark, Tammy. You were, oh. you kind of read that yeah, like was, a question. He was making oh. a bold statement at that point. <laughs> He's very Tired certain. Tired of Tony. He was very certain of this statement. <laughs> so Juan P. M. on May 19th. 2016, he gave us a three-star rating, or probably Tony a three-star rating. <laughs> you and I didn't do anything wrong. Poor Josh. I know. Exactly. Himself. Yes, tired of Tony's political and scientific views. His bad jokes on people's names he can't pronounce. If you guys could concentrate on Jeep information, as the title suggests, that would be, or that would be great. Getting rid of a complete section of just advertising for Amazon would help. Well, we have an unexpected update. Let's listen to a voicemail we received this week. Hello, Jeep Talk Show. Um, this is 1 p.m. Um, I was the one who left the three-star review on iTunes. Um, I'm sorry it was so harsh on Tony. Um, I just wanted to say that uh, keep up the good work. I was surprised that the you guys actually read my review on, on the show. And uh, I actually became addicted to your show. I'm listening to it twice a day at work <laughs> and catching up. Um, I really have 
no comments as of anything right now because I'm on the up to episode 221, 229. And that I think I saw Tammy once in Rush Creek when there was the uh, ride with uh, the women's ride. And um, I didn't say hello because I didn't know her at the time, but good for her. Keep up the good work with her Jeep. And I know how it feels. Uh, I entered without help three Jeeps. Now uh, the wife is not very happy. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll keep in touch. Have a good one. What What was that thing that uh, he was talking about, Tammy, at Rosh Creek? I forgot the name of it. Um, the Women's Wheeling event um, where it's just women. We all get together and the women drive. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the third annual last year. I've been to two of them. The first one were nine women. Then it was like maybe 20 or 30 this, the year I went. Last year there was over 100. Um, that last year's the one when I drove Clayton's Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going again this year. It's um, October 22nd, I believe. Okay, well, it'll be a little that cooler. Single there. guys, single Jeepers, yep. October 22nd. You need to make yep. yourself up to the uh, northeast yep. part of the country. That might be good for you. Yep. Oh, that's for sure. Not not for Tammy because she's married. Yeah. I don't know. No, I said no, single no. guys. Single guys need to go up there and just kind of mill around Roush Creek for a while. For some, yeah, there's lots, lots of, lots of women Jeepers up there and oh. lots of women Jeepers who aren't just driving their husbands or boyfriends Jeeps. They're driving their own Jeeps. Ah, they just tell you that. That's Jeeping is a man's world. So okay. no woman would yeah. own a Jeep. Come on. Hmm. What was he? What was Juan saying about your political views? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> email is that Tony political at info at jeeptalkshow dot com. Yeah, is that political? I think that's as blatant. Uh, make me a sandwich talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we have Tammy here because we want to uh, uh, appeal to a nice wide audience. Everybody can have fun in the Jeep, uh, and anybody can own a Jeep uh, as long as you can make the payments. Anyway, uh, let me just respond here to, to Juan real quick. Uh, one, I, I guess I can understand why you would be surprised that we read your review, uh, you know, back in May when it, right after you made it, but that's what we do here. I mean, uh, Josh and I have, have said many times, uh, in the past and, uh, you know, long before Tammy joined us that we want to hear from you. We want your reviews. We want to know how you think we're doing. Uh, we're not professionals. We, we've never done this before. Um, this whole podcast thing is, is relatively new. I mean, I think it really only came into existence uh, in the 21st century. So uh, when we ask for honest reviews, we really want them. And we're not going to uh, put our head in the sand and, and act like there's people that don't like what, we, what we're doing. Uh, we're blown away that the majority of you do like it. So yeah, of course, we're going to read your review and we're going to try to pull anything we can out of that to improve the show. Uh, and, and I think as I, as I stated back then, or maybe even commented, um, <laughs> we, uh, I think it was in the show notes that I, I, I added that, uh, Tony has been disciplined and, uh, terminated. <laughs> so, I mean, yep. there's a limited things you could do to this show as far as the, <laughs> the, the main host. So, but, uh, yeah, we, we appreciate what you had to say and I'll, I'll, and I'll say this to, to everybody. It would been, have been really, really easy to use this platform to uh, lambast Juan and his comments and, and just say some 
hateful, mean things, but that would be counterproductive to getting honest reviews from people. So we didn't. Didn't do that. Just tried to report it, let you guys know what was said, and you know, uh, maybe make a little light of it so that it's not taken too seriously from our side. But uh, yeah, we want to hear from you. We want your reviews. And if, if it's not a good review, we're going to read it. Anyway, thanks a lot, Juan. I'm glad you're addicted to the show. And uh, uh, don't worry he about it, man. Even, I don't think he's even got to the part of the, um, the episodes where I'm in him yet. Uh, 229? Yeah, you're in there. Yeah. That's, oh, I'm that's there. well even, past 200. Even I'm there. Oh. I, was in, I, I started before, two, uh, before episode 200. And, um, and for those of you listening, it, there's only so much that Tony can do. He's from Texas. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a limit. Hate mail can go to Cody at trailchasers.net. I get it. Of being the, on, the, on, the, on the left coast here. But uh, it's not his fault. He's born and raised in Texas. That's, that, you get what you get. I always say uh, born and reared in Texas, and we all know how <laughs> painful that can be. Um, so, uh, you know, it's funny, Tammy, this is just a side note. Did you see that picture that I, uh, that thing on Facebook that I commented on with, uh, with your name on there, where it was a, a picture of Texas and had all the other states or had a, a lot of other states, you know, fit into it, Maryland being one of them? No. Where? It was on Facebook. I, uh, I put that at uh you know uh, jeep mama or mama jeep or whatever in there so you'd see it anyway uh, i thought it was pretty funny they hold the, they so, showed the whole state of texas and they had like you know uh 15 other states fit in there showing that all these other little bitty states would fit in texas so when, that's when fine I'll, that? i'm a texas native and i i'm damn proud of it uh yesterday i think oh yeah like i'm still oh I got yeah so i'm still going through i got so many birthday wishes and comments I'm still sorting through them on Facebook. It's overwhelming, and I appreciate it. Good. That's great. We'll talk more about that later. So let's get over to our Twitter review. Josh is listening to this going, good Lord, they're talking a lot. This is why I need to be there so I can be blinking the show notes saying, move along, uh-huh. move along. Am I, am I supposed to keep you guys on track? Let's go, folks. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. I, th- I think Josh took it upon himself because it would just get off track so often. Uh, anyway, uh, from, our, uh, from Twitter, uh, Tony at uh, the Jeep Mart and uh, uh commented uh <laughs> jeep talk show i'm gonna call in one of these days so Please you may do. <laughs> i know you may know tony from his very popular the media mart videos on youtube uh lots of honest product reviews and when i say lots of them i mean all kinds of things i mean the one i uh, uh watched most recently uh was about red robin hamburger review and you know i've been hungry for fries ever since thanks tony <laughs> <laughs> Tony was referring to the new show uh, that Tammy and I are doing, the Jeep call, Jeep Talk Call-In Show. We broadcast live at 8 p.m. Central Time on Tuesdays. Don't be like Tony at the Media Mart. Call in. <laughs> and and I, I just want to step in. That Jeep Talk Call-In Show, oh. that's, a, that's a whole mouthful, man. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, it is. But that's Jeep what Talk it is. Live. Cody had a good idea. Jeep Talk Live. You know, he's, you know, he's subbing. Uh, he's not here to make ideas. He's just here to, look, <laughs> to read and look pretty. <laughs> I, uh, you know what? I'll take the advice of my, uh, my recent new boss where he said, you're here to crack eggs, so why don't you just go crack some eggs? Ooh, just as a man, that make, kind, of, kind, of, kind of hurts. No, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. There, there was a lot of conversation afterwards, which we won't go into. <laughs> some hey, guys, you know what? We love hearing from all of you, so be sure and call our voicemail line here on the Jeep Talk Show at 
888-447-4102. Or you can jump over to our website, jeeptalkshow.com, and leave a message. Just click the leave voicemail button on the right-hand side of the screen. Hey, this is Tony. And I'm Tammy. And this is Josh. And you've reached our 24-7 voicemail line. You guys know what to do, so after beep, leave your message. What's up, guys? This is Kobe from Morgan Trail Off-Road. We are currently outside of Eustace, Nebraska. Wow. We got ahead of schedule a few days ago, uh, about five days ago, so we took a two-day detour uh, south to Colorado. We went and explored Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh Pretty cool stuff. Colorado is beautiful. A lot like Oregon. Uh, beautiful mountains. I think we've reached uh, 12,000 feet. But uh, the terrain and the weather has changed tremendously since we got out of Wyoming. Oregon, Idaho, and Wyoming was very hot and dry. And as soon as we made it to Nebraska, Colorado, we started to get humidity and a little bit of rain and lots of cloud cover. So the terrain is different as well. Not so much technical terrain. It's a lot of country roads with uh, cornfields and uh, a lot of canals that we've been following. Still got some wildlife going on. We saw a lot more antelope when we were in Idaho and Wyoming, but still seen some antelope, beautiful creatures. The trucks are doing good. We are uh, 11 days away from finishing in uh, Independence, Missouri. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of nice to be able to have the terrain change, which is calmer, and the weather change going backwards or going the regular way would have been interesting because the pioneers would have experienced uh, cooler weather uh, in the beginning and the hot weather and the technical terrain at the end. So I'm glad we're doing it backwards. But uh, enjoy. Uh, that's the update. And things are going good. Morale is high, and we're stoked to be doing this. Have a good one, guys. Wow. You know, I was just thinking that about is that. That's so cool. I was just thinking about that. The, the original people were in covered wagons. Yes. Mm-hmm. Going really, really slow in comparison to what these guys are, are going and uh, with a lot of modern conveniences uh, uh, in these vehicles uh, than, than what the, the settlers had. Oh, my goodness. That's got to be very interesting. And I bet you it's uh, the cloud cover and the moisture is probably very, very much welcomed. If nothing else, just a change, a nice change. Yeah, these guys are awesome. What they're doing is so inspirational and, and uh, I, I wish them a lot of luck. This is this is a great story. Yeah, it's a lot it's of fun. So much fun. And they're doing a documentary uh, of this, so you guys uh, can go over to Oregon Trail oh, Off-Road and uh, keep up with that and see when they're going to release it. I don't know how it's going to be released. I don't know if it's going to be a YouTube thing or if they've actually uh, working with a production company and it, you, you might see it on the television or something. So uh, I don't know. So uh, it, actually, it probably was in that interview that Josh uh, did with Oregon Trail Off-Road. So if you haven't listened to that, you can go over there and look in our uh, past catalog and find that uh, interview. I think it was a two-parter uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that Josh did about uh, five or six shows ago. And uh, just uh, you can do a search there on the JeepTalkShow.com website <clears throat> for Oregon Trail Off Road and find it really quick. <clears throat> so uh, here's another uh, update from Ron in Arizona. You may remember uh, Ron had asked about uh, recommendations on a JK uh, or JKU hard top, soft top. They knew they wanted the standard transmission. So anyway, here's a little bit of an update from Ron. Hey, guys, this is Ron in Arizona. Again, you've, you've turned in another great show. And I want to uh, really reach out and say thanks to everyone who's been writing in and sending in and emailing and everything, trying to address my questions. It's, it's been very helpful to us, especially the guy who mentioned uh, uh, me being too old to drive a <laughs> uh, There's two issues on that. 
one of them is my wife and I both prefer a stick over an automatic. And in Colorado, we'll do a lot of, of creek crossings. And I just don't think that uh, putting an automatic transmission underwater is going to be good for it uh, consistently because a lot of times in our creek crossings, we'll get water to the bottom of the dash. And Yikes. we have about yeah. 100 yards of that before we can get up out of the creek. We ran across that in Alaska as well when we did some four-wheeling up there with Wranglers. Uh, it kind of it doesn't go well with an automatic with electronic controls. So that's another reason that we don't want a automatic. And we don't want electric windows for the same reason. Once you get that door full of water, uh, the motors don't take to water very well. That's why we want crank windows because those can get full of water, and they still work underwater, we found out when we huh. had to abandon a Jeep that had sunk underwater. So, uh, yeah, that's some of the reasons why, because uh, we have been known to do some very serious off-roading. Speaking of which, I just want to mention and put things in perspective that the Jeep, since its inception in 1941, uh, fresh from the factory, you take it out of the wrapper, it is the single most capable vehicle in the woods and has been since 1941. It's kept that distinction. A lot of people have attacked it, but they just can't do what the Jeep can do. So I don't see the uh, the need to spend thousands of dollars on exotic wheels and 35 and 36 and 37-inch tires and exotic lift kits throwing the center of gravity off. Uh, I don't think it's necessary. To each his own, whatever floats your boat. But I do have a problem. The only problem that I have with the Jeep as a whole is every time I've driven my friends' Jeeps or, or different ones, there's something in the toxicity of the steering wheel rubber or something that makes you want to wave to other people driving Jeeps. <laughs> I don't know what causes this. I talked to my doctor. He said the only thing he knows is quit driving the Jeep and buy a car. So uh, be very aware of that. And also, you know, there's enough established uh, forest service roads, established trails, and there's backcountry roads. We don't need to be going native out there and creating new trails and going virgin into the forest. Let's please all of us. Let's. I mean, we have a responsibility. Uh, driving the most capable vehicle, you got to keep it on the established roads and trails. If you do have to winch, please, please get a tree sling. They're about 10 inches wide. I had one that was 10 inches wide, and you wrap it around the tree and then hook your winch cable to that so you don't do any scarring or any damage to, to the trees. That should be the one of the first items in your toolkit when you buy a winch. So let's be careful out there and stay on the trails. Leave a little bit of a footprint, nothing else. Okay, and thanks a lot, guys. You guys have a fantastic show. I'm loving it. We're in negotiations right now with the dealer, and I'm beating them up, and we're going to make this happen because it's a way of life. It's not just a vehicle. It's a way of life. I understand that. Anybody who drives a Jeep can understand it. So love your show, and Tammy, keep going purple. Talk to you guys soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Now, now, Cody, your sister, I believe, has a renegade. Would you say that it's a way of life for her? Because I'm thinking of renegades is kind of like I'm going to drive this and for a couple of years and get something new. Um, 
You bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it is because uh, just this is last weekend. I was in her renegade and she loves it. And it is it's fun and it's an and it's an adventure vehicle and she gets to drive it to work and back and then go on dirt trails when she wants to. And so I think for her, it is a way of life. It's just different than the Jeep mama way of life. That's all. There you go. Yeah. So and uh, I and I love this guy, by the way. He yeah. said so. First of all, there's a story behind abandoning a Jeep with oh, through the roller yes. windows in the water. W- when do we hear the rest of that story? Right. And I just, I love everything he said. So this is kind of what I wanted to point out. You know, Ron, you can tell, older guy. He says he's an older guy. They're interested in a Jeep. And I've got this idea in my head where, you know, uh, he wants a Jeep. You know, it's been a while. Uh, he's had a long life and he wants to get a Jeep because he just would like to have one. And And I'm trying to... Uh, get a feel for who he is and give him advice based on that. And and then he calls in, you know, this time and talks about these water crossing and getting water up to midway on the dash. And I'm thinking to myself, holy hell, there's no way in, no way in hell I would take my daily driver and purposely go through water that, that was that deep. And this is this just changes the whole, uh, the whole idea who this person is as far as off-road and Jeeps go. And then, yeah, to abandon a Jeep, <laughs> that's, you know, that is, that's hardcore stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I just did it once. I mean, this guy knows he doesn't want this, that, and the other because he's experienced it. Uh, I will say this, that my feeling on the automatic was the same as what Ron's was, but I was told it's just the opposite, that a standard transmission is more likely to suffer uh, damage from high water crossings than an automatic because automatics are sealed. But now Ron did say something about the electronic control, and I thought about the TCM that is under, is that's in the dash, at least of the Cherokee and probably other vehicles. Uh, and I could see how maybe the TCM transmission transmission control module might actually get some water in it and cause some issues. I think the transmission itself would still continue to run, and you may have to manually switch it, uh, in, at least in the Cherokee model if the, t- the TCM became waterlogged or wor- wasn't communicating properly. But I think you'd still be able to go. But uh, that might be a critical piece of information for you, Ron, is that at least the, the people here on the show have told me, the listeners and, and some of the uh, members, uh, the co-hosts have told me that the uh, transmission, automatic transmissions are sealed and, and less likely to get water inside of them causing an issue. And there was that story not long ago that Josh did about the uh, the renegade that went down that river and the only thing they did was move the uh, black box controller from underneath the seat up a little bit. So if, and not saying that you have to get the automatic uh, Ron, but I mean, if you were concerned about other control modules, that may be an option is once you get your new stick or automatic, you could uh, take some of those more precious electronics and move them up a little bit higher. Well, and that's true for any any vehicle you're going to take in the water. There there are things that you need to do to uh, prepare it for that. Uh, breathing tubes, breathing hoses need to be all run higher. You need to know where your ECM is, which is what the which which that black box you're talking about, uh, Cody. I think that's what they did. They moved the ECM up higher so yeah. they would keep it out of the water. <laughs> yeah, I remember that story. Josh was like, they uh, they took the Renegade down uh, this uh, rapids course. Uh, because why not? <laughs> yeah, because I could. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know, Tammy, you hate water. You hate going through, you know, oh, I, two inches of water. Could you imagine I being do. halfway up uh, I in, would be in your new? Freaky. 
out. Jeep. I mean, this guy is talking about doing water crossings in no a way. brand new Jeep. Well, you know, when I was testing, um, when I was trading in my Sahara to get um, the Rubicon, I tested a, um, a standard. And the sales guy said that you want to be careful if you get a standard because getting water in the clutch. Yeah. Um, so that's, well, that and uh, it was blue. I didn't want a blue Jeep. I like blue. Blue's okay. <laughs> so. Oh, we'd have a totally different Jeep mama if she got a blue Jeep. I mean, no, can you imagine? You imagine? Yeah, you'd be going black and blue. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, get over to this question that we had on Twitter. Now, this was a, uh, a private message sent to uh, Jeep Talk Show. And if you're not following uh, Jeep Talk Show on Twitter, you should be. Uh, that's at Jeep Talk Show. Really simple. Uh, should be simple to remember. And uh, this was from, this question came in from Dope. Uh, nah, Antelope. <laughs> or at C44 Antelope. Uh, so I actually asked him for his name, so I didn't have to call him Antelope or Dope uh, here on the show. And uh, his name is Trent. So Trent says, Tony, Tammy, and Josh, or a current resident. Uh, <laughs> first, first of all, I wanted a Jeep for as long as I can recall. Uh, however, practically, pr- practicality always got the best of me, and I have yet to own one. The budget does not allow for me to have a Jeep to devote to being a trail rig or whatever you have. So uh, whatever vehicle I drive, it will be my daily driver. I should also add that I'm a scoutmaster and haul a bunch of scouts and or camping equipment quite often. Uh, I've been getting along in GASP, <laughs> Pontiac Montana, Monta, is that Montana? Montana. Yeah, Montana minivan. The Montana uh, named Whitefish, <laughs> oh, that's great, has seating for seven and plenty of room to pack, stu- uh, pack in stuff. Uh, I've driven it some places. Even the boys uh, in the uh, troop thought <laughs> I'd never conquer. But as the ODO uh, odometer approaches 200,000 miles, I'm beginning to consider replacing it. So here's the question. I've been seeing several used Jeep commanders for sale in the area. Looks like seating for seven, but a decrease in the interior square footage. Looks like they are all trail rated, and that's preferable to get one of, uh, with the eight cylinders. Also, it also appears they were mani- they weren't manufactured for very long. What can the Jeep Talk Show tell me about the Jeep Commander? Should I steer clear? Might it be a good compromise? Ooh. Okay. So well, go I'll, ahead. I'll I'll weigh in first, Trent. Yeah. Um, the first thing you should do is go look at a uh, ninety nine to two thousand four Jeep Grand Cherokee WJ, just because it's the best vehicle ever, and it'll fit your needs. With wait, 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 said, wait. It'll seat seven. It depends on how you stack them. Yeah, exactly. With that said, I did strongly consider the Commander before buying the WJ, just because it was something different and it was uh, big. And I've actually considered uh, purchasing one recently as a tow rig um, and just haven't gotten that far down the path. But there are several articles, um, if you do some research, on some really, really nice Commanders that have been built to be um, daily drivers and trail rigs. Ron Ron made a perfect uh, uh, comment when he said that Jeep is the most capable vehicle right out of the box. You take it out of the wrapper. I recognize that he wasn't necessarily talking about all of the vehicles in the brand lineup. Right. But with that said, the Jeep Commander is definitely going to outperform a, a Montana minivan. 
but mm-hmm. it will give you the comfort of fitting as many people as you need. The gear that you need, there is some aftermarket support. And at the end of the day, you guys know how I feel. It's a Jeep. And if it's a Jeep with a transfer case and you can get out in the dirt, that's going to be that's going to be an awesome an awesome rig for you. Um, I don't know. I haven't heard anything negative about it. So if you guys in the audience have had some issues with commanders or um, info, please send it into info at jeeptalkshow.com. But from my perspective, uh, they've they're fairly affordable. And uh, I think it's a definite option for someone that needs that kind of seating. I'll just mention really quick, uh, uh, so we can uh, move along here. We're getting a little long on the show, uh, surprisingly. Uh, but uh, the uh, the Jeep Commander is a IFS. Mm-hmm. So if you were planning on lifting the, the, the Jeep Commander, which you did not say in your question, so it may not be an issue, it's going to be very expensive to do so compared to something that has a just a front axle. Uh, I personally would advise you to go with something other than a Jeep simply because you have the need for cargo. I'm gasping right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I would love to be able to point him towards a Jeep, but I don't think there's, no, if, there's any Jeep on the market that gives you off-road capability and the ability to uh, carry a lot of cargo. And, and the seven passenger seating. His, his Boy Scout troop needs to get a trailer and put all the Boy Scout gear in the trailer. See, I that's thought what, of that too. If you got a trailer... Uh, that you towed behind the Jeep, then I would just 100% recommend a JKU or better yet, uh, a, a an XJ, a Cherokee. Cause you, but you still can't fit seven unless you put the kids in the trailer. You can pull, you could bolt some lawn chairs to the top of the trailer, but that, that's probably not Scout approved. Um, Tammy, how many does your JKU hold? Is it five or uh, just, four? Yeah, five. Five. Yeah, that's it's, a good That's a good point. Yeah. Um, just get they, more parents to drive. So, well, they, they, and they also make, have you seen those, um, Ford adventure vans? They're the big, like E350 service vans, a full size van that are, uh, off-road ready. They're lifted They're They have like 32 inch tires on them and they're, they're, um, they're, I think what they, I think they're called adventure van or something like that. And I don't know what you can get those for, but I, I still think even though that commander is, is independent front suspension, um, you're going to be able to take it places. Um, and the only reason that we don't know where it can go, because not a lot of people are trying it. Same right. thing when I bought my Grand Cherokee. Not many people were trying it, and I've taken it a lot of places. So um, I wouldn't shy away from it completely. I totally get what Tony's saying, and I do agree with the lifting piece. But uh, to Tony's point, there's not many other options for seven seats. Mm-mm. No, there really isn't. I mean, I'm thinking Suburban. Four-wheel drive Suburban uh, would, would get you everything you need. Uh, it's not going to be as good off-road, I don't think, uh, that the that, that, that Jeep would be. Uh, but it really, I mean, come on, it's going to be a lot cooler than a van. <laughs> so, uh, Although that's a pretty cool name, Whitefish. I like that. But anyway, thank you very much, Trent, for that, uh, that question on Twitter. And again, uh, you can uh, follow us at Jeep Talk Show. And, uh, you know, comments, questions, uh, mentions, uh, you might see it right here on the show. And now something we all look forward to each and every week, hearing from the mind of Nikki G. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And uh, last week you had a discussion about sway bars. And uh, Tony brought up some good points about safety. And I didn't have one on my Jeep for a while. But I decided to put it back on. 
and uh, I can't find the links for it. So I decided to fashion some up with uh, stuff I had laying around. So uh, my question is, and I imagine Josh is probably most qualified to answer this, uh, would any old links work? Because all I have is uh, Jimmy Dean's sausage, <laughs> breakfast it. sausage links. <laughs> I knew it. And uh, I would prefer just regular sausage links, but, you know, this way I could drive it in the afternoon, too. <laughs> but uh, just let me know what you think. And I, I know what you're thinking. And, uh, yes, I have been cleared on all charges. But to get back up on subject, if I ever get stuck in the woods, I could survive off my... Uh, sway bar links and with that along with my donut spare tire i could probably live out there a good couple of weeks all right guys and girls i'll chat you later you have a good one bye well with the donut spare tire cops will be looking for you doubly hard right am i right <laughs> yeah get it, get it cops donuts yeah oh, okay uh-huh. <laughs> yeah great yeah links i was i was one i knew there was a turn coming i just didn't see it coming until no, when he I said links like, again i was thinking cuff links yeah, I thought he was going to go with bungee cords. Uh, let's put bungee cords on there instead of the links. All right. Yeah, and in your guys, you guys were talking about it last week. I was listening to the show, and uh, um, I I pulled the rear sway bar out of my Grand Cherokee, and I've never noticed oh, the difference. Yeah, mine didn't even come with a rear sway bar. All right, Tammy. Well, let's get over to a product review, and uh, we need to get oh. through this so we can. <laughs> Well, I was going to save it for next week so we can do campfire side chat. Ah, that's why it's gray. Yeah, I yeah, always make the the letters gray so it's hard to see. Does that oh, work we'll, for you? We'll do that. That's great. We'll move along to uh, campfire yeah. side chat. Because this is all about me, my no, birthday. I can't hear you. I'm driving up. Oh. Ah, Tammy made a command decision. She wanted to talk about her birthday. Yeah. No. Um. I just wanted to show you guys what I got for my birthday. I got uh, this now. Remember, new- it's a family show. Yeah, I got this new tire gauge, um, digital tire pressure gauge. And I think this is the one that Josh suggested I get. So that's pretty cool. And actually, I think I have a leak in one of my tires. um, Because it keeps going down and down and down. So I think there's a leak. Have you checked it for debris, little things poked into it? Yeah, I think so. I have to take it into the dealer on next week anyway. So I'll have them look at it. And I have this new hitch cover. It's um, it says Rubicon on it. I don't know if you guys can see that. I thought it said Rub Icon. I thought it was a new uh, iPhone yeah. product or something where you yeah. r- just rub on the, the icon but, until the phone does something. But I think I'm going to have to take that off when I go off-roading because I think that might um, rub on rocks and stuff like when you're... Anyway. It, it very well could, yeah. Yep. And then I have this new antenna. Oh, um, like the kids use. The shorter ones, I guess. So um, that's all. the, And I got a Jeep t-shirt, which is a little too small, so they're going to send it back. Um, so I, that was that was my stuff, and I spent my birthday, um, which in case anybody doesn't know, I turned 50 yesterday, and I'm in the, a new club, the 50 and over club. But yesterday I spent it last night. I'm at the Def Leppard concert. And I almost called in sick to the Jeep talk show today because I was really, really tired. <laughs> Josh beat you to it. Hey, I uh, know. So have you been getting your uh, AARP uh, membership? Uh, uh, you know, now that you're, Letters, you're no, old and senile, uh, we'd like for you to join a, the you know, AARP. No, I've never received Rat any of that. Rat bastards. Hus- 
My husband gets them all the time, but he's a little older than me. <laughs> he told me he was five years younger than you. I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, just a little bit older. Something. So anyway, that's that's what I've been spending. And I feel bad because I kind of neglected my blog this week. Um, I was supposed to post something today, but I was just way too tired. Uh, I know. See, this is why you need a boss. Uh, when the boss walks in, you get busy. And you're the boss, so you didn't get busy. No, I didn't. All right, Corey. Let's. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> Corey, <laughs> I don't know if that one is intentional or not. Yeah, no, um, it was. As far as you know, <laughs> the uh, um, so things are getting things were getting back to normal. Uh, I, those, for those of you that know, I've started a new job and it's been very chaotic, and you know, with the baby and all that stuff. So we're planning a uh, an off road trip this Saturday. We were going to do some uh, wheeling up in the hills here, but there is a fire in the mountains uh, oh, wow. in Southern California. So um, I saw a post, haven't verified it yet, but it looks as though a razor caught on fire and that's what oh, sparked really? this giant, um, it, it's been burning for a long time. So for so those of you that, ATV that go out, we, side by side yeah. or something like that is what he's talking about. Not a, not somebody wasn't shaving and dropped it on the ground. No, no, it wasn't a, it wasn't a Bic razor. It was a Polaris <laughs> razor. <laughs> Um, but but just it, as a as a as a friendly reminder for those of you that are out wheeling, especially in areas where it's dry like Southern California, it takes very little spark to ignite an entire mountainside. So always have a, a extinguisher extinguisher with you. Always have it someplace accessible. It's no good to you if it's in the back hatch, underneath your toolbox, someplace where you can't get it. I've got mine. Right underneath the passengers, I mean the uh, back seat. It's easy to grab. I can just jump out and get it. Um, so make sure you have a, a fire extinguisher because a a small issue that causes a spark in your vehicle could really be the cause of some severe damage to you know, nature and homes and impact a lot of people. So uh, that's that's my soapbox thing. So we're still going to go wheeling Saturday. We just haven't quite decided where we might go south uh, towards San Diego, but. Um, I'm just going to put some dirt on the tire. I need to get out there. Uh, my personal opinion is it is uh, a, uh, a punishment from God because California being gunless and godless, uh, you, mm-hmm. you got to burn. <laughs> <laughs> you got to burn. Now well, that's, go, that's very, let's, that's let's very go, sad. Let's go back to Juan's comment about political <laughs> views. Yeah, really? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, yeah, the, the fire extinguishers are a very good idea. Tammy, do you have a fire extinguisher in yours? I, th- I think I remember hearing that you were looking at those at one time. Yeah, I, I, I have one. Mine's sitting exactly where Cody says. So did, uh, but did, did both of you go to, uh, Jeep talk show, uh, slash Amazon Jeep, Jeep talk show.com slash Amazon before you bought, purchased your fire extinguisher. Say yes. Uh, mine was Ab- a gift. Absolutely. So yeah. See, Cody knows exactly how to answer that question. Yeah. So, Why would I go anywhere else? So really, you guys, it's really simple. You don't like shopping. You don't like going to the mall other than to be seen in your Jeep, of course. Uh, <laughs> just go to Amazon.com and find you a fire extinguisher. You don't even need a mount. And you can be fancy and get a mount so everybody can see your fire extinguisher as you're driving around. Uh, but then then again, they're going to be you know giving you the evil eye whenever their car is burning and they can see that fire extinguisher and you don't want to spend the $22 saving them. you're looking at you going come on man look it's right there so anyway yeah fire extinguisher great thing to get 
Um, I don't really have anything to uh, to talk about. Uh, I I've, I think I've mentioned. I think the popping noise that I'm uh, having from the front end are the uh, uh, the, the the sway bar disconnects. I need to replace those. Uh, anyway, uh, whether they're making the noise or not, uh, and I'm hearing it both sides, so it's got to be. It's it, I'm almost certain that's what it is. Um, uh, the we're in the we're in 100 degree temperature days down here in Southeast Texas. And uh, by the time I get home, the, uh, the digital uh, external temperature gauge that I have on my vehicle uh, shows 230 degrees. So the engine is getting up to 230 degrees as I'm pulling into the driveway. And uh, it, now it runs nice and cool, you know, the 212, 206 uh, area while I'm going down the highway at 70 miles an hour. And that's the thing I'm most imp- uh, that I'm most concerned about is because if I want to go long distances, like I'm hoping to go to uh, the Guadalupe uh, National Park, uh, 8,000, I think it's 8,500-foot mountains out there. And I think that's technically considered a mountain when it gets up close to nine or 10,000 feet. Isn't that right, Cody? I mean, Absolutely. All right, good. Because I wanted to go to a place in Texas that had a mountain, and I found a place, damn it. So that uh, that nine-hour drive, I'm I'm pretty damn sure my Jeep will be able to make it. At least it uh, shouldn't overheat. Um, you know, I'm, I'm jinxing myself, I know, but <laughs> so I, I'm really happy, uh, that, uh, I finally decided that the, the way for me to, to figure out what was going on with my engine running hot was to ignore the temperature sensor and gauge on the Jeep because it is inaccurate as hell. Uh, and I got something else. I got me a different measuring stick. So now I'm happy. And that's why you don't hear me talking about the, uh, running hot on the highway so much anymore. Thank God. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> believe you me. I mean, I spent uh, at least seven years trying to figure out what the problem was, changing a bunch of things. So I uh, really, really didn't like that. All right. Well, uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's what we got for our campfire side chat. Hey, guys, the Jeep Talk call-in show every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, Tony and I do a 30-minute call-in show. It's called the Jeep Talk Call-In Show. And it's your chance to call in live and talk to us live. You can share your comments, ask a question, or just shoot the Jeep Talk with us. This past Tuesday, our theme was, What Makes a Jeep a Jeep? And we had a few people call in, and we had a little discussion about it. And the CPO actually didn't wasn't able to call in, but he emailed us and shared this. Jeep, it's a brand. More so, it's a lifestyle. Two different sides of the coin. The brand can do what they want, put the logo on a backpack, a stroller, or even a Liberty. The lifestyle, (laughs) the culture, is built around the idea of Jeep. The freedom to drive what you want and make it your own. The freedom to drive where others can. The freedom to drive where others can't, where you can push yourself in your vehicle. Jeep is not really just a brand anymore. It's a feeling. It's the feeling when you first take a drive with the top down and the doors off. It's a feeling when you get that Jeep wave or a thumbs up at a stoplight when someone acknowledges the uniqueness of your ride. So, folks, join us every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, and you can call us, call in live and ask us questions, share your comments, and whatever else you want to discuss. So, anyway... Jeep Talk Call-In Show. Yep, Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and uh, you can watch it at uh, jeeptalkshow.com. So all you have to do is go to jeeptalkshow.com, 8 p.m. Central Time, and we should be there, or shortly after. And come on, you guys know how we run late. Now, 
uh, Cody, I, you have to be anticipating this. Your sister with the Renegade, has she gotten a Jeep Wave yet? Other than from you. Other than from you. Yeah, yeah, I know you. <laughs> so, no. Okay. Just want to make sure. Well, that's a show, guys. We sure appreciate you being here. So I want to make sure you guys understand something. It's clear to us, but, you know, we, we're actually doing the show. So the Jeep Talk Show is a audio podcast as well. If you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook, we want you to know that the Jeep Talk Show is also available in audio-only format. Great to listen to while commuting or while working on your Jeep. Subscribe via iTunes, tuned in Google Play, or Stitcher, and never miss an episode. I know I keep talking about it. I keep checking. We're not on iHeartRadio yet, but they say we're going to be. So you can even keep checking there as well. Two of us looking at it. It'll be like a phone that never rings, a pot that never boils, and toast that never gets toasty. Uh, Speaking of subscribing, you can now subscribe with your money. Oh, joy, you say. Uh, yes, you can contribute directly to the show via PayPal. Just go to our jeeptalkshow.com uh, website and look for the little orange button that says subscribe. You can select from 25 cents a week up to $1. Your account will be charged weekly. Cancel at any time. Even if you don't subscribe, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our show. And did you know it can take up to four days for your favorite podcast episode to show up on Apple iTunes? It's true iTunes is a great free service and we appreciate Apple for all their hard work, but we want our listeners to get the Jeep Talk Show as quickly as possible. That's why we recommend that all of you iTunes users subscribe to our podcast. No multi-day delay. You'll get the newest episode much quicker. Open up iTunes, search for Jeep Talk Show, and hit that subscribe button and never miss a great, funny, and informative podcast. People, don't forget, or don't please don't forget to go to the YouTube channel and subscribe there as well. So I, I'm told that for every 100 subscribers, there's some cookies involved. And I don't know if you've seen my physique, but it is a physique that enjoys cookies. So please go subscribe at youtube.com slash Jeep Talk Show. What's your favorite cookie? Uh, Oreos, so bad. Uh, oatmeal and raisin, love them. Oh. So join- Double stuff Oreos. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Susie likes. I like the cookie better than I like the, uh, the filling. Anyway, join the Jeep Talk Show team. We're looking for volunteers to manage our vast social media presence on the web. We want to welcome Ted McAfee, PA Jeep Freak, who will be managing our social media. But wait, we still need more team members. You can be the Jeep Talk Show social media voice. Send email to info at jeeptalkshow.com to find out more. So you guys, uh, we, uh, we like to encourage anybody that has a Jeep club to uh, let us know. Uh, you know, we've... Uh, uh, we've had Jeeps, uh, Jeep clubs talked about on this show before. We'd like to talk about yours. Uh, we'd like to tell people how to check them out. So all you need to do is uh, if you have a Jeep club and it, it can be, it can just be you and your uncle Bob that are coming up and saying, yeah, I got a Jeep. Let's put it, let's put it, let's make it a club. Uh, just let us know about it. And any events you have planned, uh, uh, they need to be semi-official. Don't, you know, nothing behind the barn or anything like that. But uh, let us uh, let us talk about your Jeep Club at info at jeeptalkshow.com. Hey, and don't forget to check out my blog and join me on my journey with my Jeep at www.jeepmama.com. And guys, thank you so much for letting me uh, participate here while Josh is out. You guys can find my stuff at trailchasers.net. 
Uh, I've got 15 podcast episodes out. I've had a handful of uh, people that canceled on me recently, so it's delayed the uh, release of some other shows. But I got some coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to doing more stuff. Oh wow! I'm sorry to hear about the cancel cancellations. Uh, yeah, it's it's it. That's been the hardest part of this show because it's it's an interview show, so it requires other people. So mm-hmm. I'll set up. Uh, you know, a night where, okay, I'm going to record on these nights and I'll have someone lined up. And literally I've had four consecutive fall throughs and and everybody's busy. There's a lot of stuff going on. This is just something someone's trying to do on a side thing. But um, yeah, it just, it kind of snowballed and I've had four consecutive people at the last minute drop out for, uh, for, you know, whatever reasons. And it's made it difficult to keep it going. So I'm trying to work on that. And that's the hardest part. I'm really surprised you've had cancellations. Usually people, uh, uh, keep their uh, their promises whenever they schedule something. So I'm really sorry to hear about that. Yeah, that can be very frustrating. All right, guys, you guys have a great Jeep night. Uh, Josh, all the best. Uh, prayers for your uh, family member to uh, get well very soon. Good luck, Josh. Hey, Vars. I'm Clyde, and this is Tommy. From the Runhouse. You're listening to the Jeep Talk Show. Cheers. <laughs>